Welcome to the Inner Space Revolution, like the Starship Enterprise for the Inner Universe. I'm an artist and designer forever studying the most elusive superpower we humans have, our creativity. I'm here to help myself and other curious souls travel beyond constant optimization to dig up our creative potential. What happens when we collectively venture into our inner worlds, when we master our minds beyond the pop culture to do lists for positive thinking, and embrace the depth of who we are. Come with me to find out. Hey guys, so you get another episode this week because I just got a bunch of synchronicities. And it's basically like if the universe rolled up to my cubicle asking me really nicely that it's gonna need me to record this immediately and if I could go ahead and put it online like right now that would be great and that's what it feels like so I don't think it's necessarily an urgent message but if you wait until the end where I tell you a little story about my recent experience you might see why it's a bit timely and relevant But before I get into that, I want to talk about today's theme, which is uncertainty. And I've been meaning to address it for a while, but I didn't get into it until now. So despite having a job where I help transmute uncertainty into structure, I'm actually very uncomfortable with uncertainty. And I suppose what design has taught me is that despite my discomfort, I need to get used to it. And so, although I do work super hard to understand and control my environment when I can and account for future possibilities, which is part of designing, I've also trained myself to work equally hard on always staying open to in-the-moment problem-solving because that's what creativity entails, staying open and receptive to important signals of change that may help illuminate what step, what next step in the path has a higher probability of accomplishing design goals. And that seems to be a nice sweet spot being between really hardcore planning and accounting for in the moment, problem solving and presence, because it's useful in real life as well. Because what I don't want to do is have so much future anxiety and over planning that I'm not able to even see the signals around me in the most important moments. And I'll give you an extreme example of a zombie apocalypse. So if I grow up here in California, and I go through earthquake training every year and every grade, and suddenly when I turned 25, there was a zombie apocalypse instead of an earthquake. In a panic, I might try to grasp at what disaster training I have, which would be earthquake knowledge, and I'll 100% apply it to the zombies because you know that's the only disaster I know how to respond to that I have been prepared for. 
Some of that prep might work well, some of it might not. If I'm in a huge panic, it's possible that I'll close myself off to any unexpected environmental signals that may tell me something new, something that would be great to know. But if I'm so freaked out, my nervous system is on fire. And so maybe I'll instinctually hide under a desk because that's what I learned from my only disaster training. But then because I couldn't take a moment to let my body process the millions of subtle signals that are out there, I might miss the memo that this random zombie can smell and boom, I'm dead. So that's an extreme example, of course, but it's just there to demonstrate that the future is always just a probability. Sure, with any situation, we can know up to certain percentage points what's the likelihood of X versus Y. I agree with that. But ultimately, we don't know for certain if X will happen, if Y will happen, if something totally different will happen, much less when it will happen. And if Y happens instead of X, we don't even know for sure why that was the case. Knowing that the future is all just probability, it's important for me to keep my channel clear so that I can receive as many signals as possible to help me navigate which probability may be more ideal for my personal situation in that moment. And maybe that's why my last episode was a little tidbit on how to keep your mental space clear. Because I'm not just talking about psychic spiritual signals either, even though I do believe in those. I'm talking about plain old information that's right in front of us. In my experience, the best thing I have found that I can do in times of uncertainty is accept with a full heart that I don't know anything for certain. And from there, then I respond. This might sound like shooting blindly in the dark, but stick with me. I'm bringing in the paradox energy. And if you're listening and don't know what I'm referring to, check out my episode about paradoxes and going beyond duality. When I accept uncertainty, I can relax. Because in relaxing, I can hear my intuition, which is actually a pretty good antenna for navigating uncertainty. Because honestly, it's the closest thing we have to certainty because it's personal certainty in some ways. With that antenna, I can make my best educated guesses at what to do next, having discerned as neutrally as possible from my position the information available. And yeah, I have to keep emphasizing that I'm talking about individual basis here because we all know ourselves best. However, imagine that my brain and heart is in a panic and I cannot physically accept that certainty doesn't exist. What happens then is I'm staying in that state of anxiety. I break down within myself and my personal ability to my personal ability to participate in making thoughtful decisions for my specific situation. 
I would not internally handle the responsibility of trusting my intuition and my inner voice, which means that I wouldn't be able to make a truly educated decision for myself. And what that ends up looking like is I might hold on for dear life onto whatever can boldly assure me that this is all under control. In other words, I will outsource the educated guessing, the decision making, to something that wasn't me, something outside of myself. That could look like anything from sinking into the old comforting bad habit that keeps coming back to help me avoid making the decision. Maybe it's the scrolling, the endless scrolling, the sweet relief of deep Labor Day discounts. Always asking 10 to 20 people for advice on my problems. Trusting the campaign promises of elected officials. Really anything that calls out to me from the void with certainty that if I do this thing, I'll get at least five more minutes of that feeling of certainty. If I change my behavior to help these other people avoid their discomfort with uncertainty, maybe I'll get two more weeks of certainty. The truth is certainty is an illusion. We have never known anything for sure. And if we decide to admit this when it comes to times where we actually do have to work together, it could actually be a beautiful place to create from with each other instead of a forever yelling match about what the best course of action is. I'll give you a collaborative example of being in jobs where I brainstorm with a super enthusiastic team and we have lots of fun creating beautiful emotional design using all of the signals from our customers and data. It might not be a straightforward moneymaker, this design that we came up with, but it hits on all of the user emotions. So we think that eventually it will be good for us but then the decider a boss's boss's boss comes in tells us what the company actually needs to do to meet their revenue goals for this quarter and we adapt the design to address all the things both the decider's vision and the team's vision how collaborative right Of course, there are times when the boss's boss's boss tells me to ignore the expert design that we've crafted from all of these important signals and just do the design in a very specific way to meet revenue goals. How do they know for sure? They don't. They're making an educated guess based on their background, just like I do with my background. But in this case, I must let their educated guess cancel mine out because they usually went to Harvard and know how to do spreadsheets or something. But no, just kidding. It's also because I know that the boss's 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 job in that situation is to create a sense of certainty for the company so that it can continue to make money to keep itself alive. Not necessarily to build anything innovative, helpful, or make my portfolio nice with a helpful design. 
So the question is, what are you building for? Are you building for certainty? Or are you building with curiosity and openness to something that might be much better? I don't judge anyone for wanting to hold on to certainty. We all do. But we should do it with the fullness of knowing that, in time, we'll eventually have to face the one true fact, which is that certainty is the true snake oil of our time. It's not real. Dare I say, it's also the creativity killer. Pema Chodron, who wrote Comfortable with Uncertainty, says nothing ever goes away until it has taught us what we need to know. And I would add to that, situations of uncertainty will never go away until we learn to surrender to them. Okay, so now I get to tell you my story. And no, it's not a design story, but a personal one. And maybe you already guessed, because you can hear it in my voice maybe, but I got the COVID. Um, Actually, I think my voice is a lot better um, because I would say I'm 99% recovered now. Um, I'm not yet at the 10 days, so I wouldn't say I'm out of the woods. However, I will say I've been doing 90 minutes of yoga with no issue after not being able to move just a couple of days before, so that's something. And I will agree with people who have not hesitated to tell me that I'm lucky to have recovered so fast, as I know the recovery experience isn't always this smooth for everybody. But I'm also very aware that with COVID and everything regarding COVID, nobody knows anything for certain. Nobody. Just look online and there will be a minefield of information and yes, misinformation and millions of opinions on all parts of the spectrum that like to posture as the single truth. And aside from being chaotic and extremely annoying, I can't imagine how anyone could navigate that without wanting to anchor themselves to some sense of certainty. But this is not about that. This is about my experience. So day one, I thought the headache might have been from the smoke here in California, but then it became muscle aches all over my body and then a fever. Day two, I took a test, which turned out to be positive. And that same day, I received a prescription in the mail with everything I needed to get better. It didn't quite fall out of the sky. I definitely purchased it all myself but it had taken a month and a lot of phone tag to actually get in my hands, which it turns out was perfect timing. It was also perfect timing because what was in the package was what I'll just call IVM tin, IVM tin. (laughs) Um, You might know it as horse medicine or uh, whatever it's being called right now. Um, But I had the human version, not the horse version. Um, I had actually researched it for quite a bit 
this summer, decided I wanted to have it on hand. And what I didn't expect was the huge upsurge in media that would be talking about it in the same week that I get COVID. And all that media was sending a lot of very interesting signals that definitely created a little bit of hesitation before I took it. I almost just rode it out with just supplements, which would have probably been fine. But like I said, we don't know anything for certain with any move that I was going to make. And so I looked at the signals. What were they saying? Um, Most of the mainstream signals were incredibly emotionally charged. Things like it works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Um, They were implying that only stupid people are taking it. And so um, if I do it, It will perhaps associate me with extremism. And there's a clear pattern. What I got from that was being socially accepted promises certainty, which is not what I was looking for. Because remember, I'm not looking for certainty. I'm not looking for promises of anything. I'm looking for information. Biologically, certainty Uh, from social acceptance really does create a sense of survival. That's how people survived in primitive societies. But this is 2021 and I care very little about that. So I went back to the info that motivated me to make the purchase in the first place. I looked at info available on the CDC website itself and other primary source data on why this medicine may or may not be effective. I had emails from trusted health practitioners, links to primary source data and papers, all of which are great because they usually come without the irrelevant political opinions. And opinions are valuable, but I always take them with the knowledge that these people are not me, which brings me to how I connect all of this outside information to internal signals, which I can't forget about because this is a huge important part of the process. So what do I feel about the intentions of these sources? What are the narratives being played out and why? Do I have any knee-jerk triggers and why? Which parts resonate and don't resonate with what I know about my own personal health, having been in this body and mind for pretty much my whole life? So I connect all of those dots. I accept that I really don't know anything except for the dots that I just connected. And then I took the pills for the five-day course. Day three, fever broke, muscle aches gone. The results pretty much mirror my... COVID twinsy Joe Rogan, um, who had it at the same time as me. Um, His controversial experience was with the same medicine that I took at the same time. But I will note that he took a much bigger variety of treatments than I did. So take from that what you will. There might be other questions that come up for you around this story. 
but I'm not here to answer those because I'm just a person. I don't have answers. This is about what it looks like to navigate uncertainty for oneself, which is honestly always up to you and your choice and keeping a somewhat clear intuition. Um, and my intuition happened to put me in a pretty good probability this time. So if you are looking for some potential explanations for whatever questions come up for you, as I tell this story, there's an incredible journey waiting for you if you choose to go down that road with discernment, neutrality, and without being attached to the tricycle wheels of certainty. Because like I said, it is a mess out there. And there are lots of people on all ends of the spectrum promising certainty, certainty, certainty. Every day I'm learning something different with the new and sometimes challenging signals that come in. But anyway, I'll close this episode with an obligatory disclaimer. This is just my personal experience. My intention is simply to show you a glimpse of how I personally read very different signals available to me, how I connect dots, both internally and externally, in order to take a specific action for myself in this massively uncertain global situation. I'm not sharing this to tell you that a particular direction or treatment is right or wrong, that what anyone says about any particular treatment is right or wrong, or to tell you that you need to make a specific choice because no one can do that for you. This story and this podcast is simply one signal among all the other signals you receive on a daily basis for you to bring into your awareness. And if you choose to include or exclude it, as you choose the information that comes into your field, your path might totally look totally different from mine, and that's fine. Because the way you perceive your internal and external signals and the way you connect your dots is just different. The reason you're here is different. Remember that everyone is always doing their best as they navigate this deep global uncertainty. And I know many of us are all working with our best intentions to go past the duality of pegging things as right or wrong or smart or stupid in order to justify hatred. I also acknowledge that there will be pushback. There will be sentiment that I not put the signal out there or pushback that I would frame my story as I did, uh, which is why I almost didn't bother to record this. But like I said, there were a lot of synchronicities. And as many of my wise mentors say, continuing to remove my signal from the sky, my voice from the choir of humanity is a disservice and quite frankly, a slap in the face to the universe that placed you and I here together. And maybe you were meant to receive this signal. Maybe you weren't. Um, maybe you're triggered. You're welcome, if that's the case. Um, 
But if you are also keeping your signal out of the sky, let this be another signal for you to start lighting up. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for listening if you listened to that whole thing. And stay healthy and be well. Bye.